Welcome back, everybody, to the Dom and Colin podcast, The Challenge USA, Season 2, Episodes 3 and 4 in the books, and we are back here to break it all down. A lot going on, a lot to catch up on uh, with these two episodes a week. Let's get into it. Of course, I am one of your hosts, Matt Ligori, alongside Brian Scally. Scally, what's up? Oh, hello, hello. Excited that we uh, found time to talk about these two episodes of the Challenge USA because uh, they were some good episodes, huh? So good that you absolutely refused to miss talking about them. Okay, well, that's one way to set us up here. Um, I'm just enjoying the season. It's been fun. Um, I tweeted the other day about how the season is just giving me Disney Channel games vibes. And, like, I, I mean that to the, the fullest compliment. extent. Truly, truly, truly. Um, anyone that misses that reference, sorry. Uh, figure it out on your own. But um, the the different color teams like just we're missing a yellow team in order to complete the full picture of it all but like i mean the challenge usa season one was the same thing you know it was people from all these different shows but like i don't know maybe it's like the cv the mtv people being here just kind of makes it elevated a little bit to that next level um and it's been enjoyable by the fact that they aren't running the show uh the mtv people so like i don't know just all in all uh, this has been very fun for me to watch through four episodes yeah, I mean, I've always been waiting for them to have, like, you know, wear the other shoe, <laughs> basically, that they force everyone else to all the time. So it's very interesting to watch them really whine and cry and complain about what they do to other people every single season. Right. Uh, funny how that works. Right. Um, the whole, idea, like, Bananas has been saying on his podcast, which I've found time to listen to wow. um yeah uh i just spent the whole morning being like i have no free time but yet i'm finding time to listen to bananas this podcast <laughs> um he has been just you know going off about how this feels like his rookie season it's insane like he hasn't felt like this in forever um tori saying the same kind of thing of just like they are totally outnumbered and there's nothing that they can do and it's just super fun to see that uh, that's not the case on any other season of the challenge that these two compete on uh in modern times and you know the same goes for any of these other mtv vets that are out here struggling for their life uh amanda up until this week um wes seems to be you know hanging on by a thread um it's just again it's different and it's enjoyable Mm-hmm. Definitely like the change of pace. And that's the thing. If they had brought in more MTV competitors, like I would be real upset. <laughs> um, I think that I was honestly worried even with like the crossovers of the Josh and Fessels of the world and, you know, Polly even people that have been on a break. Um, so Josh is really the only one who's outwardly been on that side. At least he's found kind of a home. Uh, everyone else has kind of found a home in working with the CBS people. So that has lessened the impact of the MTV personalities, because if it was like half and half, I think this would be uh, insufferable. Mm -hmm. um, and I love the fact that like, just the, I don't know, getting super meta with it all. Like the way that like the cycle is turning and as is going back to like his, uh, is recalling things about how the challenge was for him back in the day. And I'm here watching Josh in, in episode four being like, you guys are all running around playing like a bunch of uh, it's like Big Brother Survivor. I'm like, it was not but like four years ago where people were like, look at all these Big Brother people coming in here playing the game yep. like this and saying that to him and all of his Big Brother people. Um, and now he's coming in here like putting down the Big Brother Survivor way of like gaming behind closed doors and making sure they come in with a strategy. Like, I mean, that, that happens.
happens on every season of the challenge, mm. but the fact that he's like pinpointing it as Big Brother Survivor. And also you are from Big Brother. You won Big Brother. But yeah. Josh playing up to the more veteran players and using the same tactics that they do because he doesn't know how to play his own game. That sounds familiar. I don't know why. No, I don't think so. <laughs> huh. So, I, I mean, it's had success once. Yeah. Um, so where do we begin uh, with these two episodes? We have lost three players um, mm-hmm. since we last spoke. Uh, we had a single elimination in episode three and a double elimination in episode four. I kind of like have to imagine that more double eliminations are going to come because why do one randomly like, I you agree. know, how many cycles in? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think that more are coming. I mean, at the beginning of last season, every single week was a double elimination based on the algorithm and the pairs. You know, they went home in those. So I think that this being a smaller cast, I was at first like, how are they going to fill out this episode order? Then the single elimination made sense. And I guess the episode order is not quite that big where it's going to be all single eliminations. Yeah, Do we know what it is? I don't know. Uh, okay. Actually, we do know what it is, but I have not counted. We know what it's supposed to be? Uh, okay, so I think there's like th- this was the second uh, two episode week. There's one mm-hmm. more, and then it's like four or five episodes after that. So probably twelve episodes. I was gonna. I just looked back at season one. It was twelve episodes. Yeah, I would. I would assume. 12. And this is already the fourth episode. Yep. So this season's gonna be done by like next month. Woo! <laughs> I mean, not literally, but like. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I will love a fast season, um, but I don't know. I, they also have like so many seasons in the hopper. We're like ready to go. Oh, the hopper, huh? uh, oh. ready to go. So I don't know. Um, yeah, that's the thing is that I'm not like rooting for the season to be over by any means. Um, and I would honestly prefer once a week, but I am glad mostly on that like the episode count is not 27 episodes like some of the modern MTV seasons. Okay, but like, if this is a twelve episode season, by next week we're at the halfway point. That's fine. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Honestly, how? it could be ten episodes based on a. How insane uh, would that be? But okay. Um, so again, three players out of here. Um, one from the vet side. Uh, one rookie to the challenge in general. Uh, I guess you could say, and then one. Uh, crossover in in mm. Polly going home. Um, so certainly two big names going home here. Sorry to Lewis. Um, oh, rude to Lewis. <laughs> yeah, um, kind of you know quietly going out. I, I guess if we're talking in like broad strokes right now here, just to to get started, uh, Lewis. Not much of an impact on the show. I mean, short time. Look, I did not stick with that Amazing Race season, as I don't with many. Um, but what I remember, Lewis seems like a super fun guy, a super nice guy, someone that I have would have no problem with them bringing back. But I won't cry if they don't either type thing. Yeah, um, his whole thing like throughout the season was like, being targeted because he had the least connections and him being like, Oh, I must be so scary. Everyone's coming after me. And then, uh, me and dusty are working together. Well, but dusty couldn't save me. Well, now I'm going home. Mm. Um, yeah, well, apparently he had a false positive COVID test, which made him fly out right, a day right. later than everyone, uh, according to his exit press. So he missed like all that bonding time. That is the airport, the flight, landing etc so he's behind the game on that and so when people are like well i have no connection to lewis it's like because he was on amazing race but also because they all just spent probably 48 hours together without Mm -hmm. him yeah um this was i think the season that had like the airport pictures like 
somebody was at the airport uh, that like got pictures with the cast and like they ended up on social media like as they were flying out it was like what the uh, well it's like you know cool to see like a picture confirmation that these people are all actually going but it was uh, bizarre but i guess lewis wasn't there for that Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was leaked early. Like, Lewis, were you DMing those accounts? <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like he was held back too long. <laughs> I think um, Bananas had said that, you know, in the early stages that, you know, when they're all DMing each other, um, Dusty got right in on it. <laughs> and was like, <laughs> hey, man, are you doing this season of the challenge? Like, uh, I, I, I may be on it. Um, and Bananas is like, yeah, I don't really usually answer that kind of message anyway. I don't usually whatever. Um, and then this sure. guy's actually there. And then he's like my number one fan. Um, I don't believe that he doesn't answer them usually, but I do believe that Dusty, it probably bananas went and looked and saw like Dusty's message saying that he was going to be on the challenge. In addition to the 37 other messages Dusty had previously sent bananas <laughs> talking about how much he liked him. That is crazy. I mean, is Dusty going to get another storyline this season or is it just going no. to be bananas gets, you know, bananas eliminates him and Dusty thanks him for, yeah know kisses him on the mouth kind of yeah deal. please sir may i have another is definitely yeah. going to be uttered at some point um i don't know this is sad to me yeah <laughs> like, like this man's dream was to come on the challenge was to be here and and compete and he's living his f- super fan dream and i'm like okay great love it um but all i know about you is that you love johnny bananas there is no one in this world that I would cry for like this. <laughs> like no okay, one. Michelle's right there. No, like I'm not doing this. I'm not simping like this. This was wild to me. He like the handwritten letter, the like crying when he moves to another team, <laughs> like all of the like bananas is my hero. Like I will never, you'll never hear me say that. Mm-hmm. Actually, I probably will. And it will be sarcastic. And now you'll know that I'm mm-hmm. being fake. <laughs> well, um, Dusty wouldn't have had any other storyline coming into this. So maybe he's, you know, at this point, thankful that he, <laughs> he's uh, tied into Bananas. When Bananas is being targeted in episode three, he's running around being like, wow, pretty crazy. My only allies here are Dusty and Pauly Calfiori. Uh, what a great season. Oof. Um, yeah, I almost felt bad for Bananas with that one. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> like, truly, no one should be in that bad of a position. <laughs> um. So, yeah, but uh, Dusty, Lewis, Alliance didn't work out. Couldn't do much to save each other. When you come in with two numbers, I mean, you know. Could have done more, definitely. <laughs> like, actively threw away any opportunity he had to do so. That is also fair, because um, he was being very prideful and not letting Chanel push him around. I'm, you know, making air it, quotes, but. Literally, okay, we can talk about that whole deliberation, because I think that <laughs> there were decent moves, a lot of annoying moves, and then there were mistakes made. But, like, there were already three votes that were about to go on Wes and then Dusty got indignant for no real reason. And then the vote switched <laughs> like because he threw a temper tantrum. Yeah. Um, and that was his opportunity to make one, <laughs> one game move, but um, maybe, well, so if he voted, who did, who did he vote? He for? tried to vote for Monty. So then the three women were going to vote for Wes and Corey and Josh were going to vote for Lewis but it would be a 3-2-1, which it ended up being anyway. Right. But uh, it did not go in his favor anymore. So, like, maybe he didn't want to, you know, piss off his best friend Bananas and throw in Bananas as number one. 
he could have still just voted for Monty and the three women could have voted in could have voted in West and he didn't have to say anything if he had not like stirred it up and I think that probably like does Josh get Michelle to flip anyway like maybe but it was so wishy-washy and I don't think that him being like oh I'm not going to be pushed around by anybody like okay she's proposing a deal and I think that Josh elevated the energy in the room to which Chanel responded to um I think didn't help her case to be honest uh not in terms of the energy but just uh i don't think that she needed to throw that deal out there i think that she already had the numbers that she needed and didn't need dusty at all and could have just left it where they were um so you know we can address titley and how desi getting thrown in uh like without screwing up the west vote but uh yeah not great (laughs) i'm also just confused because Maybe I'm just looking at the wrong team. I'm trying to like figure out where the votes were. Was it a three, two, one? It was a three, two, one. Yeah, Michelle flipped her vote over to Wes, so there were three, which were Corey and Josh, um, and Michelle over to Lewis. Sorry, and then Tiffany and Desi were on Wes with De- with Dusty voting Monty. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking at the voting chart a little, <laughs> uh, scratching my head, but I. Okay, I'm processing. Yeah, um, well, because Tiffany flipped her vote on the Desi vote, and I think that yeah. Michelle, I don't know if she thought that Tiffany was going to flip her vote again on the men's vote, or if she, uh, like she said, she was like, I want to hide in the chaos, or Lewis said my name, or whatever the case may be. Uh, just like, all right, well, Tiffany flipped on our main alliance member, and now I can flip off of this vote anyway if I want to. Yeah. Um, you know, so at that point, I think, but if they had like held strong on that vote. I think Wes ends up going in if Dusty didn't uh, screw that one up. And while we're here, like I was so afraid. I mean, so the secret garden is the name of this Alliance, the survivor girls, plus the big brother girls, like the group that's come together, um, you know, talking behind closed doors in the bedroom. I was afraid for them um, after that, deliberation because obviously tension was high. They were not able to save Desi after, um, you know, Tiffany took to Josh's threat about, you know, doing the stalemate. And then if there's a chance that Tiffany goes in, Tiffany Mitchell does not want to go into an elimination probably ever, um, let alone this early and go home early again. So I get it from her perspective, like for sure. Um, but then the fact that she did that. And then when she's coming back in, she's like, well, we could have at least had Wes and Michelle's like, excuse me. Like we were trying to do a specific thing and that, <laughs> That for, the first half didn't happen, so now the second half didn't happen, and that's my fault, and I'm the reason why this whole thing just went wrong. No, sit down, relax, and I was I was just worried for, because, uh, you know, valid points kind of on both sides, but I was like, can we please not fight? I love this alliance too much for you guys to already be at odds. I think they're okay, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're okay. I'm sure that Desi gets, like, that Tiffany doesn't want to go in for Tiffany. I mean, it behooves her if she wants to win the season to make it far, obviously, um, but I think that it, Tiffany's goal is probably to be a big name and get cast on as many seasons as possible to continue to get those appearance fees. Uh, and you know, maybe win one along the way, who knows, but she can't do that if she doesn't stick around. And I think another early exit would have been pretty bad for Tiffany's chances of, you know, I'm not necessarily yeah. that she wouldn't have gotten it, but it would have lessened the chances of a third appearance on the challenge. Like if anyone's going to get a third appearance on the challenge after going out early twice, it is Tiffany Mitchell and mm-hmm. she will still get the call. Um, but yeah, I absolutely, you know, can agree and, and uh, understand why she wants to last as long as possible in the game. Not just about, you know, accumulating the check here. Exactly what you said. It's like, let's make sure that 
something happens here that we we get that next call um get to keep yeah. doing this so well so my thing is when like basically let's we've talked enough about that vote where i feel like we should just break it down at this point yeah um with a west vote was solid like the women had the numbers dusty was going to throw his vote over i think if he needed to potentially if not confronted first may have just flipped his vote over to west as like a, well I'm not, i don't want dusty to go in so uh i don't want lewis to go in and then it was a stalemate on the women's side. Now, I don't know if you can't come to terms with one if it becomes a stalemate overall. But don't you just feel like Dusty is, like, primed to flip? Or Corey, who has already flipped on the vets, like, at this point? Like, aren't they probably just going to flip if you, like, leave well enough alone and don't just let Josh's antics take over? Mm-hmm. I mean, Dusty, maybe. But Corey, I don't know what he benefits from that. I mean, if it ends up being that, like, oh, it'll go to a stalemate on both, like, on both sides, like, who knows? But it does, like, are Corey and Amanda that close that he needs to fight for this right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's already bailed on them once. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, for sure. So that's my whole thing. And I know that people have been praising Josh in this um, nomination. Oh, boy, like the, yeah. A lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is his best moment on the challenge ever. It is his most amazing and blah, blah, blah. It's like he got his way, but he really just like put every card on the table for this one like vote. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel like that is a repeatable strategy over and over. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think that people like didn't want to deal with it this time, but eventually that's going to collapse and really it's not sustainable. I have been becoming a Josh fan <laughs> over the last two seasons. And this episode made me really walk that back pretty far. <laughs> Look, I mean, when you talk, you know, in the, along the lines of Tiffany, you know, let me just make sure I make it far enough and make an impact. And, you know, that way I keep getting the call that's kind of where Josh is going to live in his challenge career. I mean, he's always going to get the call. If he is Josh, if he quiets down and plays, uh, you know, he's played, he, and he's tried this, I think, uh, in, in a season or two to try to tone it back a little bit and play the smart game and play with the vacation Alliance and get all the way and, and kind of keep it as cool as possible. I, I feel like I've seen that from him before, unless I'm uh, maybe yeah. I dreamt that. I don't know. Um, and you know, he did, he got uh, to his usual Josh spot right before the final final goes home and and you know what is he getting out of it so i don't know if the break that he had uh being off for whatever it was a season or two like reminded him like no actually i just want to make sure that i'm getting these calls constantly coming back getting these appearance fees um and you know lasting as far as i can into the game and that is going to be just me being the television character that i know they want me to be josh feels like someone who desperately wants to win like at all cost and I feel like he was still getting put as an alternate regularly when he was having his Josh antics. Like Josh's calls have never been secure. Now I feel like he's just done enough seasons where, and like, you know, tightly like woven in enough with like the Amanda and Vessel and Casey Mm -hmm. and Nani and all of them where like he is one of those names. There's only so many people from, you know, even six plus seasons ago of the challenge that are still around. And once you become one of those, I just feel like Josh is secure enough. It's like the Nelson clause. Yeah. (laughs) Like, um, are we casting this person because we need them on our show or just because they have history enough where we can just, you know, Yes, they're a recognizable name. uh, Yeah. So, yeah, that's fair, too. Um, But, yeah, Josh, episode four. Woo! 
Hmm. Man was heated. Yeah, I don't know. He could make come back, but I was just like, oh yeah, this is you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were growing. Yeah, yeah, and you know, people obviously pointing out he's out here just playing for the vets, uh, for the bananas and Amanda and all them, and you know, it's like. I don't know. There's two different minds of how all of this is going. You have Corey and Fessy who are like, let me get off this sinking ship and put my, you know, put my cards in someone else's hands because, uh, there's better chances with other people that actually have power in this game. And Josh, who's like, well, um, you know, I don't want you guys to go and I don't want this ship to sink because you guys are my friends and I want to work with you. And maybe, you know, for now I can push one more chance uh, or one more week that, you know, we can keep you all around. And it didn't even work because Amanda still went home um, yeah. and, and, you know, making his best attempt. So two different I ways mean, to go about it. Josh's mind. He's probably at this point thinking he's going to be on season 39 along with all of them, because I'm sure they don't know the theme of that yet thinking he's gonna be on season 30 on season 40 with all of them season 41 with all of them yeah challenge usa 3 like these are the people who are likely to come back so josh is going to just ride it out with them for this season uh like you know it's not like his chances become that much worse of winning by doing this honestly uh so why not you know hitch his wagon there but i uh i'm curious to see where do like where does the future of this franchise end up and does that change the decision that he might have made um any thoughts on the josh and amanda relationship that seems to be fully reconciled uh amanda i think was fully rooting for josh the second that she left like she i don't remember if it was exit press or on the show i can't remember she was saying that she hopes josh takes it and wants to see him get the win um and just the fact that he was riding so hard for her to not be the one that goes in you know there was the whole thing with josh um and amanda amanda wasn't like the one involved directly as Ashley was in that whole situation. But um, I wasn't sure how they were and it seems like they're good. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I feel like Josh was telling the show that he didn't want Ashley kicked off at that time even. Um, So I'm not surprised to see that he's reconciled with Amanda, especially and wouldn't be surprised to see that he's reconciled with Ashley. Now that's not me saying that I think that just because Josh was fine with it means that Ashley should have stayed. But again, I'm not surprised that this has been reconciled for sure. Um, so that's that. And, and while we're talking about Amanda, uh, very, very, very sad to lose Amanda here. Um, but would you have rather have lost Desi? Uh, no, I don't like that question. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that it would be a tough one for you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, uh, cause you're, you're talking like, like Desi who I love and can compete and have a legitimate chance to do well and win this game. Um, versus Amanda who is amazing television and will be back on at as many seasons as she'll accept the call for. So like in this exact moment, like I have to be okay with letting Amanda go. Um, it just does suck that it's, you know, this early in the season, but it's also, it's Amanda. And I think I picked her in the must lose portion of our draft, knowing that there's always the chance that Amanda is going to, you know, uh, go into elimination. and won't work out, which is exactly yeah. where we are. <laughs> the chance. Um, so I agree. Yeah. For me, I, I, also am sad to lose Amanda as a TV presence, but she'll be back again. If Desi goes home this early, does she get a challenge USA three? Who knows? Um, and she was one of my faves. So I was very much rooting for her to stay. See, my worst fear I think is coming true now um, that I was like, Rob is now watching the challenge USA. He's going to meet some of these MTV people for the first time. This is his first and only impression of Amanda. And I'm like, he's not going to like her. He's just not. Was he ever uh, going to, I was hopeful. I mean, you want your, 
friends and your people to like your faves on television when they meet them for the first time. Honestly. Like when you're when you're when people are telling you that they're binging the challenge or they're binging drag race or they're binging Survivor, you you want them to like the people that you like. And this is his first introduction to Amanda. I was like, he's not gonna like her, but I hope he does. And then not only does she, you know, come in like a wrecking ball like she always does and like I figured that might scare him. I don't know why I care so much. Um and then she stands him up uh, or everybody up in the exit press and like now he really isn't gonna like her. Uh, I mean supposedly she was called into her job so that's uh especially i think she works in medicine right she still works in medicine she still so, i don't know i think she went back during covid is she still there who knows I don't know. um but supposedly that happened so if, you know if that's the case what are you gonna do um so i think that well, like maybe rob likes her maybe fan like you know <laughs> rob, cbs you, only you fans <laughs> you, like amanda like at this point <laughs> he likes drama cbs only fans yeah, I, I'm pleased. The amount of bots that replied with that same thing <laughs> to one of my tweets. Yes, I remember that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Amanda going out totally sucks. Um, but uh, people who are just CBS people that maybe are watching this and also meeting Amanda for the first time, um, I hope you enjoyed her. We liked her. Uh, she's iconic and uh, is one of the best television characters the show has produced in the modern season so um can't wait to see the next time that she's back and hopefully she knocks that chip off her shoulder for michelle because i agree with what you had said a couple weeks ago i feel like it's just not the best plan for her storyline wise it doesn't doesn't need to happen i don't know why it needs to yeah i don't know why it's there i mean far more interesting to me was the tori and amanda stuff where (laughs) amanda's like sorry i'm not one of your fake friends and i never will be it's so (laughs) funny (laughs) like tori trying so hard to like win over amanda in the first episode and be like we could just put that all aside right and like i get she was going for a vote or whatever in that episode um but then this past uh, episode i think three or whichever one it was that opened up with the two of them just going at it again i'm like this is where we belong this is good and that's the thing is like in confessional Tori will be like, you know, I really don't want to like give it to her, but Amanda's really impressing me or she still refuses to vote for Amanda in deliberation. And like Amanda goes into deliberation. She's like, screw Tori. I hate her. She looks so stupid. Like, you know, it will never, ever be a compliment for Tori that leaves Amanda's mouth. And Tori like just tries over and over and gets smacked down every yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I think. That probably is going to explain why Tori is Tori in the past couple of weeks is going at it with Amanda on social media for that brief time because she was probably like, look, I tried so hard to be nice to her. I was complimenting her. I was doing everything I could to put the olive branch out there and uh, see if we could make, you know, put the past behind us um, being nice to her in confessional uh, not voting for her in that deliberation um, and then to see uh, or to hear I'm sure she heard just that and, and witnessed it firsthand that Amanda still had absolutely no interest in anything related to Tory Deal um, she's probably like you know what forget this uh, why am I bothering it? and you know Tory I don't know why you're bothering like this isn't the ally you need to have but the thing is that she'll continue to do it in the future, and I think that's honestly what Amanda does not respect. Like, I think she would respect it a lot more if Tori was just like, screw you, I'm sending you home, and, like, I'm not working against you. Instead of, like, it comes off fake when Amanda is nothing but mean to her, and Tori's still like, hi, Amanda, what's going on? And she's like, I was just rude to you. You should be mad at me, and you're, you not doing that proves to me that you are fake like I think you are. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is, like, is Tori confrontational? Like, what's the, like... What's I mean, she done that is when she needs to be, but like truly, I don't feel like I have a good sense of Tori's personality anymore. And there's also like, like who the is kind she? Of, I know <laughs> that's a great question. Um, but 
there's the type of person like Amanda who like the type of arguer like Amanda that like put me up against her in an argument and like I will fold in a split second and she will run right over like I am not an arguer so if she was coming after me I would fall into a thousand pieces um I would never even attempt (laughs) to fight back because I know that if she is going to then push 10 times harder, um, this is my nightmare scenario, me and Amanda getting into a fight, um, (laughs) that she is then going to push so much harder and then it's going to be even worse for me. So I don't know, like if Tori's thinking along the lines of that, like there's no escaping her. Like you're both on the show. I mean, just refuse to engage. First of all, would be a better like way to do this for Tori, but I don't know. Back in my day, who knows? But <laughs> currently, oh <boy. laughs> currently, <laughs> just like just okay. You look stupid. Bye. Yeah. Like I'm not engaging with you. I mean, in like real life, Michelle, I feel like was trying to do, or uh, maybe is trying to do, like kind of. But uh, you know, when you're still dropping, like you don't want this smoke, Amanda. Like okay, Michelle. <laughs> like you know, I start to understand when she had like those are her comeback lines. Why Amanda is calling her granny on Twitter? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Um, Despite being three years older Amanda's only 30 years old I'm almost 30 years old (laughs) Isn't that wild? She's been on TV for like three decades Yeah (laughs) How is this possible? (laughs) Um, What's Michelle? 33 Oh, (laughs) She's calling her granny (laughs) Okay Well, (laughs) we could play a game of guessing everybody on the cast age And I'd only get bananas I think he's like 41 Um, Could not have told you Yeah, well um, so goodbye, Amanda. And I guess if we're just giving the long winded eulogies on everybody here, we have a lot to say, uh, or I have a lot to say, and I think you might have something to say about one Pauly Calafiori on his, uh, early exit here, but a very memorable exit that not only made headlines, uh, but just turned the perception of him by the masses, whether you or anyone else, uh, have the same turn of opinion um the masses certainly seem to be turning uh their opinion on Polly Calafiori after seeing this episode and hearing what he has to say since then interesting first you having a lot to say about Polly Calafiori that is surprising um second you know yeah what? mostly i had a text from Ligori saying i am not missing my chance to talk about my chance you know with Polly Calafiori on a podcast third Lies um, and slander <laughs> i do not know what masses we're both viewing cuz i mean there is the majority of what I'm seeing is like, oh, I'm glad that you have worked on yourself and that you have figured yourself out and become comfortable with yourself. But like, you know, queer people can still be dicks. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, seeing things still from other people that are much more recent than his stints on reality TV of things that he has done that still make me question Polly. Uh, but... I am glad that he has at least come to some of the terms that he needs to. Yeah, no. So, like, at the end of the day, like, and this is, like, me getting serious for a second, not just, sure. like, on my Polly Calafiori, you know, uh, whatever history that there is between me and the topic on this podcast. Um, seeing anybody in this kind of state of coming back after years off, like, just 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 opening up more um i mean there's a very big thing that any queer person will will be able to watch somebody in their coming out process and and you know paulie uh on the show and then kind of 
elaborating more so in the interviews after the season, just saying, yes, I am bisexual um, and I've never shared this part of myself on television before or publicly um, and opening up about that. And the fact that he, you know, went to therapy and was really working on himself. Um, that's just like show aside, you know, who he, whatever aside um, you can always appreciate, or I can always appreciate um, that the, the basics of that story. Um, he, he obviously has a very, uh, I, I don't know, a troublesome past on reality TV with the people that he's yelled at and the things that he said and problematic for sure. The things that he said, the things that he's done um, and, you know, painted himself in a light that he was essentially banned from the show for a while because of people like, I mean, the, the story is that bananas uh, got him banned after seeing that Instagram story where he was going like, I'm going to come after them all and like making like a gun with, with his fingers or whatever he was doing and trying to, you know, whatever character he was trying to play up, whatever threats he was maybe not actually trying to make, actually trying to, whatever it was, um, he was going about things the totally wrong way. He was working himself up into this character that was just so like crafted and, and whatever, whatever he was trying to do, whatever he was trying to accomplish and, and make a name for himself. It was just getting so out of hand that that break was not just needed to like be like, okay, we need you to not be on TV right now. Like it's a perfect thing for him. In my opinion, that he took that as an opportunity to say, what am I doing? What's going on here within myself? Let me go talk to someone about it. And he did. And this is where we're at here. So we got a very small sample of what the new Pauly may be like. Um, contrary to what you might believe, I have not been following him very close on social media <laughs> since he's been off the show. So I really don't know. I don't know if he's saying more, doing more, uh, whatever to, you know, truly improve himself as a person. Um, if I had to guess, I'd say maybe not, <laughs> but I, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, so, as far as what the show, the show is presenting, um, I'm happy for anybody that's willing to and opening up about uh, about change. Did you see Whitney from Big Brother 23's tweets about him? Of course. Uh, well, okay. um, let me not say it like that. Uh, I did. <laughs> and of, I was going to say, of course. There are still things that, you know, are going to very much not make somebody be like, oh, well, now I'm going to stand Polly. No, no. It's I'm like two different conversations. I'm not saying you here. are for in seriousness. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I think that, like, uh, I was talking to Ali about this, um, and I haven't yet listened to uh, to the RHAP podcast or Will After This um, to see exactly what they had to say about it when uh, Ali was, I think, live texting me while she was watching the episode. Um, and she's like, so do we stand, Polly now? I'm like, no. I, I, what, what are we doing? Like, what, what is, what's the course of action here? Are we, you know, trying to give him grace as a player on this show, or are we just again acknowledging the change that he's making in his life but like there's still everything he's done in the past and nobody should be giving him just uh you know all right get out of here you know you're free to go and we love you now i, I don't know there's a lot to to make it make out of it yeah okay so uh, let's talk about paulie and his growth and then we can talk about stuff that paulie is allegedly still up to. i've talked a lot about paulie and his growth over the years <laughs> okay is paulie still on only fans who knows no um <laughs> yeah you haven't been keeping up um <laughs> but that's the only reason you haven't been not available continue um, <laughs> um so uh, look paulie talks about how he looked up to like people like freddie mercury and who were gay icons and he questioned his sexuality um and felt like he was forced to put on a tough persona and like all of that like it gives context to 
potentially like things that pushed Polly to be the way he was does not excuse them is not the ultimate reason is not like if someone is like you know if someone like struggles with their sexuality they are going to end up like Polly like you know but it gives added context and colors in a couple of the lines that is Polly Calafiore I'm glad to see that he apparently so what happened was he allegedly had a one season break he said that once it was a two season break he was like oh this is serious and like started to take it more seriously went to therapy really worked on himself and at least outwardly seems to get that like oh how I act inside of a competition does not need to translate to the social time into like this entire show. So when it like I'm sure that if he got into an argument like old Polly might come out a little bit, uh, but in general he is not starting them as much. He is not taking it to that level all the time. So like fine. And as far as like a TV character, look the challenge cast problematic people all the time. So I'm not surprised to see and people that have been I venture to say more problematic than Polly regularly on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not surprised. Uh, I will say Disney has known for a very long time that uh, gays make great villains. Um, so I was like, where is he going? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so uh, <laughs> that it, and not all gays have to be villains, but all villains should be gay. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that, ultimately like good for Polly, but like i asked about with whitney's tweets now i don't have the timeline on this but whitney from big brother 23 alleges that uh Polly asked her to join his only fan management team and after declined uh he and his team started leaking pictures from her only fans on reddit which has allegedly been confirmed by other people he also had fallouts with natalie negrati and britney from the challenge over only fan stuff allegedly so i'm not saying that uh paulie has you know tackled all his demons but mm-hmm. i am hoping that he is working in the right direction to continue to uh work on himself oh in addition to when is the last time that him and cara maria worked on like some event with a white nationalist like that was too many times to be accidents it's not you know so let's uh there's a lot of demons that we still got to tackle here mm-hmm. um real quick who's the uh number one gay disney villain Ooh. um <sighs> Uh, Jafar? <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> At first I went to Ursula, um, but... Well, yeah. No, that's that's a good pick, too. <laughs> yeah. Good picks. Um, I literally have... Uh, Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan got me a, a puzzle for my birthday, and it doesn't seem to have any villains on oh, Wait, no, is that Ursula? Nope, that's oh. not Ursula. Um, that's one of the Inside Out characters. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> um, there's no villains on here. Just a uh, figment and the genie. The genie is the genie gay. Uh, yeah, no, genie's definitely gay. <laughs> Stitch is probably gay. Stitch, uh, he's, not he's a queer. <laughs> um, like, uh, what's their name? Peter Pan's Bleakley right there, and... not a villain. Bleakley and what is it? Jumba, <laughs> they're gay. Um, well my vote's gonna have to go to Lumiere. Oh, Lumiere. Okay, not a villain, but definitely queer. Yeah. Um, Easy. Sebastian's on this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's another podcast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Reining it back in. um, We have... uh, uh, The the Polly story is almost a one-to-one for me of the Colton Underwood story. 
Um, it's go on. <laughs> it's a person who did problematic things that should not be forgiven for those problematic things just because they say, "Hey, I'm also kind of queer, um, fully queer, bisexual, whatever, whatever, ter- you know, whatever term we're using." <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda queer, a little queer, a lot of queer, like, you know, Lumiere, Sebastian, Jafar, like, you know, whatever scale we're using here. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's very similar for, uh, to me, the, the stories. And, you know, they're also both very conventionally attractive men that are probably getting a lot of forgiveness from queer men who are like, oh, we forgive you, Polly, because we just want to... Um, and the same thing <laughs> the sound effects the same thing happened with Colton and uh look at Colton back on like 16 different celebrity shows in the past couple of years um so Truly, it's like the, when you first said Colton uh, for a solid minute and a half I thought you were talking about Colton Cumby and was like what me. is happening um, so <laughs> the unfortunate reality uh, how dare you to Colton Underwood <laughs> I was like when did Colton Cumby come out because <laughs> I feel like oh but, but you know there's someone that we also didn't need to bring up <laughs> The unfortunate reality of the situation with uh, a Colton Underwood, and I'll say, you know, f- certainly for a Pauly too, is that the forgiveness is just going to triumph over all of the wrongdoing in the past. And then you end up in a situation like for Colton with the the, the women that he had been with in the past, I don't know, woman or multiple women. Um, and then for Pauly, like the people that he's wronged in the past are just left, you know, sitting there being like, well, glad everybody's praising this guy after he did all this shit to me, somebody like Whitney and whoever else. So, um, you know, that's why it's definitely dangerous. Uh, for anyone out there that is considering going like full poly standing again, um, you know, just because of all this to, to, you know, give him undivided, you know, support and love and adoration. Um, like if we're going to lean into a little bit of like, you know, learning or, or trying to forgive or let him have space to grow, like, sure especially because we're probably being forced to like he's he's going to be on the show i think going forward like the arc that he had set up here of being friends with bananas now um and just you know being a whole new person like he's gonna be Uh, here kind of surprised he's not on 39 yeah um i don't know they were really sticking to uh yeah but i feel like like is paulie that much more senior than jay i guess not but you know, or know. That's Melissa, like, or but that's like, like inviting few... like a whole different kind of story. I feel like I mean they maybe they, they could have called him. I don't know. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely okay with the decision, <laughs> but uh, I'm kind of surprised they didn't slip him in there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so that's that's kind of that. Uh, the the conversation he had with Tori um, was really unexpected. Um, I certainly wasn't expecting that. I mean, watching all that go down, I'm like, so what's going on with Paulie this episode? Um, you know, kind of figuring he may play a factor into elimination, but it, I did also expect that he would have triumphed in that elimination. Um, and then when it's Paulie versus Bananas, you get to an elimination that's like, holy cow, like how did this, you know, how did how did the challenge world put together an elimination of this magnitude? Um, only, only in episode three of a season like this, but um yeah, it was it was a big moment. And the fact that this is happening here on the challenge CBS USA rather than MTV. And if anybody's like ever going to go through and watch all the MTV seasons like, you know, in a linear fashion um, and they may miss a season like this and see the resolution. I'm like, wait, we need to get all, all on the same page here because that would be devastating. 
<laughs> it is also, I will say, I'm glad that like Polly's story was on screen for people who have uh, maybe not done all of the problematic things Polly has done, but have had otherwise had fairly similar stories in terms of you know feeling like they were pushed into, wanted to be pushed into, uh, you know, a more traditionally masculine upbringing and then, uh, you know, and heterosexual, you know, heteronormative, et cetera, uh, and then found themselves later. So I'm glad yeah. that that was on there for them, too. Did you enjoy the elimination with Polly Bananas? Uh, no. Tyra <laughs> Nice? No. Yeah, no, it wasn't that exciting. Um, the factor of like throw the beanbag and you know whoever throws the last beanbag successfully is going to have the advantage and essentially win um is like okay mm -hmm. well that's that's the elimination itself um, i just feel like why did anything else even exist like we could have just thrown the beanbags also but like very um again the fact that this is on a cbs you know uh line rather than the mtv line and the fact that like final reckoning right was the elimination where wasn't it very similar to this? Um, Bananas and Natalie with their hands up in the air. There was um, no fire, but yes, them holding their hands up in the air and people yeah. immediately jumped on like, actually, Natalie beat Bananas. Like, yeah, after like 15 hours, like something ridiculous. Yeah. Like it was so few people on that stage that I think are beating Bananas where I was like, hmm, interesting. It pops up for the first time now. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um so, but that was the elimination. And then when Paulie leaves, it's not just about, you know, the story that he was telling us earlier. It's about him just getting praise from the guy that he had had this Ugh. feud with. Um, Paulie cried. I mean, you know, take a shot. This was um, embarrassing. No. Stop. For him to be like, I finally feel like a real challenger because Johnny Bananas praised me. I was like, ugh, maybe I missed the old Paulie. Uh, no, <laughs> maybe, but... maybe Dusty doesn't look so bad. <laughs> like, really? Like, Paulie, really? Like, I'm sorry, but like. Uh, you know, you were a definitely someone with issues on your last few seasons, but like, I don't know, you did a couple seasons like this is, you know, three episodes where Bananas says like, you're not the worst person in the entire world should not, you know, be the sudden change in you. I don't know. That was weird. Straight men are allowed to cry and I think they should. Um, but uh, the Paulie's amount. Fine, sure. What? Polly's no, body. I know that uh, well, I was getting to that. Um, <laughs> straight men are allowed to cry. Um, and I think that they should, but, um, the amount of crying that Polly does is definitely queer coded. And, um, the <laughs> recent revelation, um, or at least the recent news that he's willing to share with the rest of the world. I'm like, you know what? Simpatico. Um, so where do you want to go now? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I just was like, Oh my God, like, really? Like anyone that just like simps this hard in general, like I'm really going to roll my eyes out, but like really for bananas, like, ugh. maybe he was actually crying over the hug with TJ. I don't know. I, 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 I got a hug from TJ. I tried to, like give it as like oh he had a positive experience and like that's what he's crying about but like it was the last thing out of his mouth yeah. <laughs> like yeah and like we didn't have to say that part at all <laughs> um what else is there to talk about from the first episode um i made a, a pretty strong commitment but when we were talking earlier this afternoon, let's not talk about the challenges unless you have anything to talk about. Uh, capsized was the challenge in episode three. And Hated episode it. Episode four, it was sideswiped. Um, episode four, it. there might be more to talk about with with the strategy of all that one. Yeah, capsized was was pretty hard to follow and. 
didn't care much about it. And well, especially when it's like they were in the water for 45 minutes. Like, okay, I didn't get that at all from watching yeah. it. So, uh, like, whatever. I don't know. It was fine. It was, uh, like, great that you mixed it up, but I don't think it made for particularly compelling TV. Now, the one in episode four, which is called Sideswiped, um, I actually thought is a rare one where we took out these big trucks and it made for actually pretty compelling television. It wasn't just a big stunt for the commercials. So I was happy to see that, like, the teams could interfere with each other. There was strategy involved. Uh, there was skill involved. Like, it was a multifaceted little challenge here, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Banana is giving all of the credit for which I mean we did kind of see on the episode um, to Chris Underwood for coming up with the idea that when they realized that they probably didn't have a chance to win uh, the blue team says well we're going to go all in on making sure green doesn't win because they were worried about what would happen if that team came into power and uh, red had uh, a much favorable outcome much more favorable outcome for them um, and that's the plan they enact so do we not think that bananas like definitely thought of this as well, but made sure that the green team knew like Chris was the one pushing this. Like he was all him. Like there's no way he didn't think of this as too. I guess so. But like, also uh, why wouldn't he just say that on his podcast? Like I'm so I listened to the podcast so. and he was like, no, this was all Chris. All right. Well, I don't know. You know great for Chris Underwood. Bananas <laughs> getting his mind. Not, not what he used to be. Yeah, look at him actually making a strategic move for once. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and then you know, it, it ultimately coming down to bananas and Tori being the ones that have to like you know fend off Monty and I think Michaela um, down there in uh, doing that round of all defense and oof, Michaela pulling Tori's hair, queen. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Tori goes, no, no hair pulling. <laughs> I mean, like if they were in an elimination. Would Tori not pull someone's hair? I don't believe she, it. Of course she would. Look how she pushed on A. <laughs> <laughs> she has kids. <laughs> so I'm a like, damn killer. Right. I yeah. just feel like Michaela is someone. I would love to see a Michaela versus Tori elimination, to be honest. Um, I just yeah. feel like she's someone who can keep up with Tori, which Tori doesn't have uh, find all that much on the challenge these days um, because of totally natural reasons, I'm sure. Um, but... Yeah, I think that it was very entertaining to watch her against someone, like her own size. Yes. Um, we should talk about also in episode three, um, the Corey and Fessy and Bananas of it all. Mm. <laughs> what do you think about this? So, um, I mean, it's funny because you just never freaking know what you're going to get with these two, three, four, five of them that have been in this orbit around each other, uh, you know, on any given season, you just don't know are Corey and Nelson or Fessy, whoever is, is there on that season. Are they going to work with bananas and Wes or whoever else? Like these guys that just don't like all they have going for each other is, you know, the history and the, you know, when they're playing on an MTV season with a bunch of rookies where they are going to be in control, it makes sense for them to stick together because the rookies are going to run in circles and they, you know, spin them however they want to spin them on a season like this, where they are firmly at the bottom. And it's like, all right, well, I'm going to push you in front of the bus before I get pushed in front of the bus. I get a hundred percent why Corey and Fessy are like, all right, like, sorry, banana, you got to go. Um, mm-hmm. So I am fully on the Corey and Fessy side of all this. And especially when it comes with a montage of just bananas being pouty, like great. Oh my God. Now I tried to like think because 
you know, the Alyssas are in that alliance. Now, I don't know that Cassidy is, so I was like, where did they really, like, was Cor- were Corey and Fessel, like, truly outnumbered? Could they have stuck with Tori? And, like, you know, Sebastian is hooking up with Tori. Like, where does he truly stand in this? Um, you know, a couple to be with them so i do think they were kind of like outgunned at a certain point especially when you look at the larger scope of the game so i don't blame them yeah um no i don't blame them at all and i think that it's we didn't see much of the fallout in episode four right am i forgetting anything like nope. yeah no it didn't uh it didn't come up much uh, i'm sure it will again in the future because these are three big names big players and the fact that bananas came back into the house, you're like, all right, well, now what? But we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. It was to watch bananas just like whine and complain was so frustrating. I, the thing that gets me the most, where it's like, well, you don't know how to play the game. None of you know how to play the game. I'm the only one who knows how. And if you don't do exactly what I say, you're playing it wrong. Like, shut up it's so condescending it's so annoying you don't actually have any good points like that's the thing is i don't think bananas has had like a solid argument for the last mm, 15 seasons that he's been on and just defaults to this every single time and so it's just like uh, how don't people see through you more often (laughs) that's what what i don't understand what do you think about the argument that he uses here that many people use in many different seasons on somebody like a cory and you pull out the line that you can't refute um, well, get back to me when you win a season or something of that variety. I mean, it's this is why you line. never won. Honestly, it's... I would use it. Like, yeah. that's the only one that I would like that. Like, I'm fine with. But, um, you know, but like the you don't know how to play this game. Like, I don't think that's Corey's issue, to be honest. Yeah, it's I think like, it's, it's his final ability. Right. It's not the lowest of blows, but it's like the low blow that like hurts a challenger like Corey or Josh or any of them like at their core core. Yeah. Please. Um, I have seen I remember, you know, Frank first Dustin and Nani. There have been lower blows thrown on this challenge. You don't say. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just anytime it comes up, I think about it, you know, a little bit more. Um, and yeah, so that's that's where the votes go there. I'm trying to see if I had anything else from that deliberation. Um, I love seeing Tori also upset because her vote means nothing. Nobody cares what she has to say. It's <laughs> chef's kiss. Again, so funny that like the self-awareness is just not there where like you're complaining about stuff that you do to people every single season. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Allie, I think I just summoned Allie uh, texting me uh-huh. in the middle of a recording. Um, and she's talking about iCarly. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that in a little bit um, but I got distracted and I don't know what you just said that's funny I'm just saying like watching Tori complain about how her vote means nothing and Bananas like complaining about how like I'm outnumbered and I'm just gonna have to go in and wow real original throwing in the same people over and over like you guys do this to like, people every single season and you have like zero like regrets yes. you don't feel bad about it ever like I do you know oh, you're all puppets like that's what you usually want them to be so uh they're actually doing the exact opposite of being puppets in this and going along like for their best interest uh so that's where it's just again you don't actually have any good arguments you just like throw around like you know keywords and like cry like okay cry about it i don't care i don't feel bad for you in fact like i find it makes you more obnoxious mm-hmm 
Hypocrites everywhere. Um, I want to talk about, maybe this is a fun new activity that we can do. Um, I want to talk about the possible elimination matchups that could have happened. Um, Josh got two votes. Josh versus uh, Bananas in this elimination. Bananas wins. Yeah, Josh doesn't hit a single beanbag throw. Correct. Um, <laughs> he has no hand-eye coordination, or at least did not used to. Remember him with the, like, I mean, granted, he was throwing, like, medicine balls, but he mm-hmm. couldn't make a single throw from a yes. foot away. Yes. How could I forget? Um, Tyler had three votes. Tyler versus Bananas. I think Tyler wins. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Honestly, it's like who holds on to their beanbag the longest. Tyler was good at those like carnival-style games on Big Brother, so it wouldn't surprise me. I think he has a decent chance. Um, the one vote on a woman was for Chanel, so it would have been Chanel versus... She destroys Amanda. <laughs> Amanda? Amanda was the vote? Yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, she destroys her. <laughs> yeah, she does. Um, Paulie was the one that got voted in with his three votes, and Monty versus Bananas, I don't know. I mean, did they like properly account for height? Because otherwise that block could have melted and Monty might have still been tall enough to reach. Um, (laughs) Like he could be on the ground. No problem. Uh, But I uh, otherwise, I don't know how Monty's throwing is. Who knows? (laughs) I'm still mad at them. uh, The the casting for making me watch Monty on TV again. Uh, He's Um, barely been there. So made no difference to me, honestly. Fair. Um, so at the end of all of this, that leads us into episode four. Um, we do get the uh, first of one, two, their switches. Are they both switching? At the, no, just one switch at the end of uh, both episodes or beginning of episode four and the end of episode four. Bananas switches teams. Does this come as any kind of surprise? No. Um, nope. I only debated if he would switch with like Sebastian to try to keep Blue as strong as possible. Um, but. Yeah, no. getting back at Corey feels like a bananas move through and yep. through. 100%. I, like, as soon as the cliffhanger came. Also, so, like, in the moment, I'm like, he's probably going to switch to Corey. And then I'm listening to this man's podcast where he's like, hmm, I wonder what I'll do on the next episode when I'm very upset at one particular player. And I was like, dude, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> again, it wasn't, like, that big of, like, a surprise to see that he was going to go, but, like, fully spoiling it on the mean- podcast. The challengers spoil their own show the moment they like leave the set, so know, it doesn't like, surprise me at all. Um, like, uh, you know, whatever. He's been at yeah. doesn't care. No, it, exactly. What are they going to do to him first of all? But yeah, I guess it makes sense. Could he have switched with Fessel? I think Fessel's just stronger at that point, and Corey is like MTV only, so he has even less of a reason to switch. Um, I wonder if there's any merit in having like a vet on a different team. Like having an MTV person only and be like, no, no, look at red, not blue. Like anger red instead. But I don't think it's really going to do him any good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, banana switches teams. And I guess while we're talking about the switching teams, let's jump ahead to later in the episode where uh, Desi's going to win her elimination. And uh, as does Chris, Chris is going to uh, stick to the blue team. Makes sense. That blue team's looking pretty good. Desi is going to then leave her green team and make a new home on blue, taking the spot of one Alyssa Snyder. Interesting only because we haven't really seen Cassidy in that alliance where it seems like Alyssa Snyder is now. I think that you could probably like literally stab Alyssa Snyder in the back and she'll probably get over it pretty quickly. So I don't think there's really going to be any issue there. But uh, so like if you have some working relationship with Cassidy, then yeah, the right move. But if you have none, then like why your own alliance mate? I don't know. Maybe just because she is like seems to be actually the weakest. Cassidy? No, Alyssa. Wait, what are you talking about Cassidy for? 
because I said like if you're not aligned with Cassidy, why not move Cassidy over to the green? Because like oh, if oh, I piss oh, off Cassidy, oh, who cares? Oh. We're still not working together. Why right. like piss off my alliance member and Alyssa S? But or is it like well, let me take the spot of the weakest girl to send the weakest girl over to green? That, that's and, kind of what it yeah. I would assume, and like I said, you know, Alyssa S could literally stab her in the back. I think she would get over it. <laughs> right. Um, and Alyssa's We've seen her get over uh, very large things on other shows <laughs> very quickly as well. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I, the Alyssa's, like, as they talked about the alliance, they were like, well, this is the core alliance. And then, like, also these people are good, but these people as well. So it's not like Desi's, like, directly aligned with Alyssa, but, like, they're just, you know, they're on the same page. Um, mm-hmm. so definitely not a big deal. And like you said, it's Alyssa. So, um, that is going to be, so the new team, uh, the new blue team is now Alyssa Lopez, Johnny bananas, Cassidy Clark already, you know, already, uh, a strong team Cassidy there. <laughs> um, Chris Underwood, Desi Fessel, uh, Sebastian and Tori, a very strong team there. Um, the green team now has Alyssa Snyder, Michaela, Monty, Tyler, and Wes numbers going down and very quickly. Yeah. Um, and then the red team, uh, no changes this week besides court. Well, Corey, well, in, Corey in, and yeah. Okay. Uh, no changes at all. Um, <laughs> Chanel, Corey, dusty, Josh, Michelle, and Tiffany on team red flag. Yeah, red flag. there we go. Plus they lost Polly, obviously. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, blue team sitting at eight people while green team is at five, like pretty rough. I wonder at what point they're going to just dissolve a team. Are we going to get two teams? Are we going to, um, have some type of, you know, team swap <laughs> that's outside the game? Cause if green team gets down to like three and blue's still sitting at eight, I feel like that's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Something has to swap at some point. They, the, these numbers aren't going to make sense. Uh, I mean, or we'll go individual, which I wouldn't be mad at. Also possible. Um, but then we break up the Disney Channel games, and uh, you don't do that. Um, <laughs> last like major storyline that I have in my notes we didn't talk about is uh, Desi um, feeling a little down on herself before uh, like that kind of being the theme of I the episode know. before she ultimately is going to get her elimination win against Amanda. It gives her a bit of a boost back up. Yeah, and was it uh, Cohen Bryan underscore himself who said... Uh, if Desi struggles with self-doubt, what chance do the re- any of the rest of us have? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, valid. <laughs> like, everyone literally is like, Desi's a perfect human. And then to see her talking about how, like, she really does not think that she can keep up in this game. And she feels dumb because it's moving so fast. And she's not able to, like, handle it. And then it affects her in her career and her personal life and her relationships. And it was sad. I felt yeah. bad. And I was really nervous that this was going to be the end of Desi at the beginning of the episode. But uh, I mean, glad that we just got insight to Desi and that it, you know, shows other people that, you know, other people deal with this, too. Yeah, um, <laughs> definitely a valid tweet uh, endpoint <laughs> because Desi uh, is a beast and is a huge threat. And, uh, you know, with the fire of what happened last season in the final, like I think is here to play and to do well so um very glad for her that she is remaining in the game uh, has that confidence boost um she says she got a little humbled because amanda was harder to beat than she expected okay sure whatever whatever uh you know helps boost you back up um <laughs> so that's that and if we want to play this little game here um you could have been looking at desi versus michaela in that uh evil eye very 
Interesting. A lot of people were saying that, uh, like, oh, Desi's strongest girl on the green team. Desi, maybe the strongest girl in the house. And Desi's super strong, but I'm like, are we just forgetting that Michaela's here? Because I feel like Desi, um, I feel like, you know, both Desi and Michaela are very strong. I feel like Michaela might have the height on her, um, which is something I never really underestimate. So I don't know. I I have no idea. Um, Michaela is a tough cookie. I feel like. I probably would have to put my money on her. Yeah. I mean, remember when it was like Michelle and Corey Lay versus Michaela and Renan and Michaela was like pushing both Corey and Michelle yes. like by herself. <laughs> like... <laughs> um, yeah. Cassidy gets demolished by Desi. Um, as... I, mean, I would say he puts up a similar fight to Amanda. Maybe probably it's maybe similar in the sense. That, I mean, do you think also that Amanda was probably given a little bit more credit by like, confessionals and the edit then maybe it was uh, i don't know probably i mean she's scrappy we, for sure yeah we did hear on uh lewis's exit interview that it actually was three rounds he oh, won the yeah, first we, we knew that would have happened what we we de- like i was watching like it was like obviously this was not just yeah. one round yeah um so and they even when talking about how the challenge is going to go they talk about how like you're going to start on either side you're going to run and grab the thing and then they immediately show them just like all right we're starting in the middle and it's like wait what so <laughs> in the first one uh lewis like runs in and just absolutely smokes chris to the evil eye and just like gets out of there really fast i think he just like jukes him and you know dodges him um so lewis was like sad that that wasn't shown because like oh i had a cool moment i believe make air uh but then chris came back and powered through the next two rounds i imagine that amanda probably didn't win any of the three versus Mm -hmm. desi uh and i think cassidy probably goes pretty similarly yeah um amanda with the nine votes though made it you know odds odds were in her favor of going in and she did um on the guy's side, just super quick here, uh, if it had been uh, Lewis versus Tyler, Lewis maybe has the size there. Um, uh, yeah, size. I would say, you know, Tyler's pretty strategic, and probably if they still were running, I think Tyler's probably faster than Chris. I don't know. Um, Lewis. But, what? Oh, never mind. I, uh, but I'm saying then Chris, because I was yeah, like, yeah, trying yeah. to manage out, like, is he, like, going to also get outsped by Lewis a ton. Um, but I don't know, an interesting uh, matchup for sure. Sebastian, I think, loses. I don't see that fight within him. He yeah. had one vote. Um, Wes had two votes. Uh, I want to give him credit and say that he would he would win. but Wes would win. Monty wins. Monty wins. Bananas. Uh, likely wins. He has the... Uh, yeah, I would say definitely wins, actually. He has, like, the experience with this. Yeah, um, and then Chris, with his six votes, who went in, uh, does get the, the, the victory there. So mm-hmm. that is that on uh, episodes three and four. What did we miss? Anything? Uh, no, I feel like, you know, we jumped all over the place, but I feel like we did touch everything, right? Yeah, I think so. So Look at us. And a time that who even expected we would not have any idea if we were even going to get in for this week and talk about it or figure something else out in covering this stuff in the future. Um, debuting two episodes a week during the summer is just so hateful to me. And uh, you know <laughs> the fact that they think that they can get away with this is crazy, but they're trying um, and succeeding, but we're not letting them win 
we're recapping. We're here, and uh, we'll be back next week in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excited to break down the next two episodes. I can't imagine that this momentum is going to slow down. So, fun season. Yeah, it's going to be halfway over next week. Wow. Probably, maybe, potentially. I would imagine, if not more. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Um, where else are you at these days besides every other podcast, Twitch stream, and tweet? Uh, anything I'm doing. Over the internet. <laughs> Uh, it'll be on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash B Scally I am talking about Love Island over on the RHAP wrap up slash hot dummies on islands feed regularly Um, and then I did the Sunday live feed update over on the big brother for RHAP and uh, yeah like I said anything will be on Twitter there you go. Um, not doing anything because I barely had time to get here and record this one, but we made it happen. Uh, so I'll be back here and uh, I'm, not, I'm not even tweeting a whole lot. I'm, I told you earlier, I'm like barely able to keep up with what's going on in Big Brother. Oh, but catch up. But I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. I want to know what's going on. Sounds like it's been super fun and I, I know vaguely what's going on. I'm just not as into it as I wish I could. Don't have enough time right now, but I will be. Um, and we'll be back with more Challenge USA Season 2 coverage. It's been fun. Thank you guys for checking this one out. I'm on Twitter at Matt Ligori, uh, Scally again at Brian underscore Scally. And uh, that's it. We're good. Get out of here. That's it. All right. Then we'll be back next week. Until then, take care, everybody.